I'm joining this recording. Hello? Hey, yo, can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we are now recording. What is up? What's up, Freddie? What's up? Thank you for coming to Freddie's World Podcast. Let everybody know your name. Let them know. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here on Freddie's World. Uh, my name is um, a couple of I'm a couple of folks. I am Action of Kama Sutra Candy, and I am also Narelle of the band Famous. So my yes. two in one. <laughs> yes. Yes, sorry, yeah, we just now um, getting recorded. I know we've been playing catch up for a while, so I'm happy and excited to uh, get this done with you. Yes, it's a great way to start off September. It's actually my birthday month, so this is this is an excellent way to kick it off. I'm so happy. Hell yes, happy early birthday. I mean, Thank well, happy you. birthday month. Uh, what was the special day? The special day is September 25th. I share a birthday with Will Smith, oddly enough. Shout out to him. <laughs> nice. Shout yeah. out to you. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, cusp, we're cusp babies. So I'm a Libra with Virgo tendencies, like right when Virgo ends and right when Libra begins. And it's the same with any sign. If you're like at the beginning or the end of, of any transition of that sign, you're technically a cusp baby of that sign. So nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm a Libra as well. My birthday is October 8th. So October, October 8th. Yes. Right on. Right on. Awesome. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and just get right to the questions, you know, that I sent you to prep you, you know. So Absolutely. Let's I didn't rock want and nothing, roll. I didn't want nothing to catch you off guard, you know. I mean, hey, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Like, I really don't edit. I just put it out there once I'm done recording, you know, because I just like the, I just like to keep it like underground. That's what a lot of a lot of my fans like it. You know, if I pronounce a word. So be it. You know, I just keep it fucking going. So yeah, if we make a mistake, we make a mistake. We're human. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Be nice. Play nice. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to it. Um, first off, we I know um you have your content on OnlyFans as well, and they were talking about shutting that down. They were. Know? Well, they were. Um, I think yeah. they extended it to like um October, September ish. Is that correct or? They actually, um, supposedly, from what I've heard and what I've read up on, they got the okay from all of their banking partners to continue supporting all creators on OnlyFans. So they're not actually stabbing everybody in the back that they built their platform, you know, multi-million, multi-billion dollar. I think it's a $5 billion platform they made, you know, recently, mostly off sex workers, let's be honest. So if they were dumb enough and foolish enough to actually take that out, you know, no offense, but I mean, they're going to be cutting out a lot of revenue from their wallets, too. So I think they made the wiser move there. And uh, yeah, yeah. So OnlyFans is still popping. It's still yeah. percolating. OK, it's, it's all good. <laughs> OK, I, I'm not going to lie. Like my very first episode, I did not know a lot about the OnlyFans because I just felt like every girl was doing it. So right. In my very first episode, I kind of referred to it as lazy stripping. Instead of being in the strip club, you just do it in your house. It but could as, be that way. It could yeah. be that way. But okay. as I but as I done my research and everything about it, there's a lot of women that had became millionaires, thousandaires, and had definitely supplemented their income, especially when oh, yeah. 19 was going on. So Oh yeah. And there's so, a lot of people that are 
let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there that are straight up just jealous of sex workers for that very reason. Because they're mad because they want to say that we're being exploited in the work that they're doing. But who's really being exploited if they're settling for minimum wage somewhere when, you know, they could be doing something independently or entrepreneurial, whatever they want to call it. It's still you're still an entrepreneur if you're working for yourself. And on top of that, you know, many sex workers are not only just sex workers. And we can talk more about that later. But yes. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and and like I said, I don't have, I don't judge anybody for what they decide to do with their life. You know, I just like, hey, as long as it's making you happy, I salute you. At the end of the day, so right. If you're doing some good, if you're not hurting anybody, you know, if you're if you're if you're doing more harm than good, then we're probably not going to get along. I'm very anti evil, so you know that's not going to float. That's not going to. There's not going to be any sink. There's not going to be any floating ships in that scenario. They're going to be. They're going to sink. Just being honest, but. Yeah, you know, but if they're good vibes, I don't really care. You know, if you're a teacher, yes. if you're, I have friends of all paths of life as well, and yeah, absolutely. So, I agree. so let's so let's touch on this. I do live in the Minnesota. I'm in the Robbinsdale, Minneapolis, and you're also from Minnesota. So, um, what right part? On. You're from like up north, is that correct? Or I did grow up in the Midwest. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. I lived with my grandfather, uh, Robert Norell Olson. He okay. is my hero. He was more of a parent to me than both of my parents put together. Um, he was really my saving grace of uh, an otherwise very traumatic childhood. Um, a lot of really fucked up things in my past. He was he was definitely a role model and very encouraging and supportive. And he is my hero. And yes. he passed away in September 2014. But he was actually, uh, he served like, Oh my goodness! Two tours and two tours in Vietnam. He fought wow. the Korean War. He was in World War Two. He was all over the place. He was in wow. the army for like, you know, like the, the end of World War Two. But okay. like he was in the army for um, almost three decades. It was like twenty eight years. Most of that was for uh, the military military intelligence um, as an intelligence analyst. So and it was so cool because he would dress so eccentric. He had the mo- he was colorblind too, so that may have played a part of it. But he was just such a character, and he had. He was always undercover. Like, he was really kind of like a modern-day James Bond, you know? It's just, like, total, awesome. total hero to me, a total badass. Supported all, like, all walks of life. LGBT, didn't care, color of skin, nothing. He believed everybody had the right for freedom, for happiness, and just really dedicated his life to those beliefs and fought for his country, served his country, and got, like, the China Service Medal and a bunch of medals and is at rest peacefully at Arlington National Cemetery, which you cannot buy a spot there. You have to earn it. And he definitely yes. earned it. He's a fucking rock star. I love him. You cannot, you cannot earn it. You can't buy it. You can't, you can't do, you know, no matter how rich someone is, they can't be buried there and, you know, pretend they have the yes. honor that it, that it takes to earn that spot. But yeah, he's actually in, um, in the track 11.9 on the Awakening EP, Xander, uh, my husband and partner, that uh, he makes the band famous with me. And he also is, uh, I, I nickname him Zaddy. He's my Zaddy. He's like nice. daddy, but, you know, <laughs> a little spin on it. Um, he actually produced a beautiful track in tribute to my grandfather, um, who really liked Xander. And um, just, we, you know, we, we really had a lot of wonderful times together and i'm very grateful for that and he produced this track and and i actually recorded the entire service at arlington national cemetery and like it's very real so if people want to see what a service is like it's very authentic you know we still made it a little artistic but it was very authentic and um the emotion was there the the spirit was there um i even included a voicemail from my grandfather at the end of the track and it's just it's just very special i'm very grateful that i could you know 
just just make that and remember him that way like I can always listen to it like even if it's emotional it's still emotional for me every time I watch it I'll get choked up I can't do it all the time being honest but <laughs> okay well I don't want to get you too choked up um definitely oh, no, wanna... we're good we're good okay. just want to definitely want to dive into these questions because like mm-hmm. I said you you do sex work and like I said you have your content only fans so let's just jump to these questions so the first questions I have um I'm gonna pretty much go in the order to make it easier okay. for you for the questions um have you um do you ever do things on a shoot that you really don't want to do? No, thank God. And I will say, and I can compare it, I compare it a lot. It's the same way with the music industry. If you remain an independent musician, you have a lot more freedoms that you otherwise your hands are tied. You have your handlers above you that are like, nope, you can release your album then and you can use this artwork and these lyrics and these melodies. And it's very it's a very different story in both sex work and the music world when you're independent versus when you're signed to a label or you're signed to an agency in the terms of sex work. I've had, I've had opportunities to join many label or excuse me. Um, well, both, both in both realms, we've had opportunities to be on record labels that we've declined um, very big labels, but we've declined them. Um, you know, they, they want control of our, of our software. They want control of our music. They basically want yes. to take our control and, and basically, make us their slaves more or less. And we're not cool with that. You know, Prince and others awoken, you know, awoken people a long time ago to that. Yes. And uh, God bless their souls and rest their souls. It was just Michael's birthday, actually. Um, yes. day we picked up our chickens and our rooster. It was Michael's birthday and we saw yes. like rainbows and we were driving and it was beautiful. So may, may they both rest in peace. Both of them yes. gone too soon. Both Kings. Agreed. But um, yeah, agreed. Respect. And Prince coming from the land of 10,000 lakes too. gotta, gotta love them. Even, yeah, even a- if they didn't always celebrate in the beginning. But yeah, going back to your question, doing things on shoots that I don't really want to do. No, because thankfully I have remained independent. Um, pardon my, is, is, is your, your, yeah, I'm going I'm to just hit my bong real quick. One sec. Oh, good. Uh, hit your bong. Do it up. <laughs> her name is Venus. She has a mermaid on her. She's gorgeous. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm glad we get that bong sound in the background so they can actually yeah. hear it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are partaking in this. It's a powwow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, actually, yeah, that's another story. Um, we we met some wonderful Native American friends that invited us to like a sweat lodge and just a, their ceremonies, and we're very much looking. For, oh my god, we're so excited for that. But nice. as I digress, no, remaining independent. Thank God. I don't ever have to do anything on a shoot that I don't want to do. And I've been very firm from the very beginning. I'm like, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do with anybody. I don't want to do it with. I'm not going to fake shit, you know, and throw shade or disrespect, you know, on girls that do go the route of having an agency, you know, they are going to make probably, you know, they're going to, they're going to have their, their pros and their cons to that too. They are going to have a lot of work and things that will go through for them. Whereas when you're independent, you're more susceptible to dealing with flakes and just people that'll waste your time. So I, I mean, a lot of times I don't even really, re- I don't reply to messages on Twitter, for example, at Kama Sutra Candy. Um, yeah. If people want to talk to me, like they're either emailing me if they're serious or they're, they're paying me, you know, they're subscribing to my OnlyFans. And then it's like, I get back to all my messages, all my messages. there. I do customs. Yeah. I do all kinds of things, you know, like I'm very kind. I'm very open, but I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to give away my energy for free. I know my value, you know, and yes. um, respect to everyone who does and, um, but again, no shade to women that aren't independent and men that aren't independent, but I do enjoy being in control and having my freedoms. And, um, but I will admit um, that I wasn't fond of the idea of eating ass 
in the very beginning. But, uh, <laughs> but my zaddy, a.k.a. my husband, who I produce Kama Sutra Candy with and also make the band famous with, he wanted his ass ate. And he's all and he's so good to me, sexually. And he's the first man that ever ate my ass, you know, and I liked it. So I'm like, well, yeah. sure, if it feels good for me, it probably feels good for you, too. I can yeah, see why, why people not? do this. I'll, you know, of course, I'm going to reciprocate. You know, you're a Libra. Yeah. You understand, you know, the balance, yeah. give and take, right? Give and take. <laughs> give and take. So I'm like, all right, I can do this. So even when it was just us, um, I did it on video with him once, or it might have been an erotic photography set. So meaning just artistic photos we did together. It wasn't recorded in the early stages. But later on, you know, when Zaddy would request that I eat our friend's ass, you know, such as uh, one anniversary uh, when we picked up a friend from Milwaukee, actually, when we were in Wisconsin for a little bit, and uh, he was very you know had a wonderful bbc but also very smart and kind and played video games and we just all awesome we smoked weed together and like had a great time um you know he wanted me to eat his ass and i was happy to comply because you know he's a good dude good energy yeah. you know it's like in the right scenario I'll, yeah. I'll like do something that i maybe wasn't so open to right away but yeah. it's not it's not even that i don't want to do it anymore either because it wasn't as bad as i thought and like even like Especially there was a girl that we played around with once and man, I got, I ate her ass fucking like it was a buffet. Like I was, I, I got yes. a little, I almost felt like I had testosterone pumping through me in the moment. And I honestly <laughs> got a little like Xander, it, it, you know, it didn't help. Xander was behind me, you know, working some magic. And so I was like getting turned on by that. And she was fine as all hell. And so I was eating that booty and I was like playing with her with the toy and I got a little too rough. But I didn't mean to. So I'm like, you know, it's hard when. You're, but it you're working with toys. It happens sometimes. It happens. Right. Right. So it was an accident. She wasn't like seriously hurt, but it was just like, oh, you know, not not so rough. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I was just like really into it. You know, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just as I thought that I wouldn't enjoy anal, I was wrong about that, too. That was also something that I had never done before Zaddy. But I tried with him and um, we've we've done like toying and stuff on like photo and things like that, but I've, I've actually yet to do an anal porn. So that's on my porn bucket list. And I've okay. along with, along with DP and Bukaki and actually anal and DP, I get the most requests for, especially anal, uh, especially BBC anal uh, and DP. I get requests for men and women, which I mean, they, it's, it just surprised me. Um, wow. I like, I wasn't surprised you know, because I know a lot of men watch porn, but it's really, it's really a special feeling when I have like women messaging me that they're like super wet and like super turned on. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like that's awesome. Especially because it's not always easy to even get to that place, you know, as a man or a woman or whatever binary or gender you represent as like it's or identify as, you know, it's not always easy to get to that place where you can really release and explore your sexuality. You know, everybody, a lot of people have experienced traumas of some form or another and but yeah, so those those are just a couple that are on my bucket list. But yeah, okay. there's it used to be like anal and like eating ass. I wasn't really into, but it turned out it wasn't that bad. And I, I actually was kind of into it. So yeah, yeah. open mindedness is great. Take it from me. Well, I'm it not going to have an open mind. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I love eating, eating women's ass, you know, um, so we every, every man does it. You know, every man right. So. I understand. I understand. It's nothing to I be ashamed it. of. Only. No. No, I do own it. I own it. <laughs> so the second question. Cheers I, to eating women's ass. Yeah. yeah cheers <laughs> to that. Um, second question I have for you uh, is, do you ever worry about getting affected with HIV or any STDs in your line of work? That is a great question. 
I'm really, really glad you bring that up. And the answer is no, because I'm way too careful and like cautious and like, I mean, maybe I don't know if it's the analytical side of me or like, I don't know, I have like perfectionistic tendencies too, but like, I'm very firm that um, even, even when I met my husband over 10 years ago, actually 11 years ago on August 21st, um, we agreed that, you know, when we started dating and hanging out, we agreed that we would both get tested out of respect before we were ever intimate because, you know, we had both, you know, dated people who were older than us and had more experience than us. So we're like, and, you know, we, you know, we're like, let's make sure, you know, that everyone's good and, you know, everything's good. And Mm -hmm. I think everybody should do that. I think it's a huge show of respect and just maturity and just responsibility. Um, But we agreed to get tested, you know, before ever getting intimate. And um, later on, you know, we made a vow a little over three years later that we would only play with others in the future if they were willing to do the same. So there have been many times that it hasn't worked out because someone doesn't value themselves or others enough to be responsible enough to be tested frequently for all STDs. But I myself am 100% STD free. Um, I was just tested in uh, June, like the end of June, early July. And I I haven't been with anybody but my husband since. Um, We're both 100% STD free. Um, There was a guy who tried working with me um, that I almost did an anal shoot with. But he submitted only partial STD results. And I was very firm and adamant that I needed to see him tested for anything, no matter how much he was offering for the shoot in discussion. You know, it doesn't matter. You can't put a price tag on it. Um, no. I was just like, when it came to it, uh, he actually tested positive for HSV1 and HSV2, a.k.a. Mm. herpes type 1 and 2, yeah, oral Ooh. and genital herpes. And I'm negative of both and also negative of HPV, which they're able to test for over 11 or 12 different types of HPV. Hi, Zelda. My little Doberman's at my feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're able to test for over like 12 types of HPV in women with like pap smears mm-hmm. and you get them regularly as women if you care about your, you know, uh, JJ's health. So, uh, and I am as clean mm-hmm. as it gets and definitely no HIV either and no sex, no matter how hot or who it's with is worth my health and well-being or the health and well-being of my partner and, you know, uh, women that he might want to see, you know, men and women alike and whatever binaries have to prove that they are 100% STD free, including free of herpes, HSV1 and HSV2 and HPV when possible with women. That's always appreciated because I go the extra mile to do so. And also HIV negative, And there's no exceptions ever. And there, there have been men and women who have lied to us in the past Uh, There was a couple early on when we started to explore polyamory in in Minnesota, actually. We were still in the Twin Cities. And we did same room with them. And we had discussed doing more. but And they had been dishonest that they were clean of everything until we met. And then they came clean that they actually had HPV. And we were like, you know, we're not going to make any exceptions. I'm sorry, it's nothing personal. You know, we do know plenty of people who do have something, whether it's herpes or HPV. Um, We've even met someone with HIV. And we don't treat them as any less of a human because they're not. But we aren't obligated to open up our bedroom and share intimacy with them either. So it just remains off limits unless people are willing and able to meet us halfway. You know, so that's just the way it is. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is awesome because you can't put a price tag on your health no matter what. No. So so I commend you for that. So Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. I think it's very important because a lot of people still want to pretend. And it's like, I read in the news the other day, it's like, oh, some new types of STDs now. And it's like some STIs or STDs. Like there's new fucking shit spreading because people aren't fucking being 
safe and smart. They're just being too, you know, they're, they're thinking with their dicks and their vajayjays and whatever they're working with, they're thinking with it too much and not with their brain that, you know, it was given to us for a reason. Like, yeah, know? agree. Yeah. 100. So thank you for asking that question. Yeah. Cause I'm not gonna lie in my twenties. I mean, I threw my dick on the crab table many a nights. Luckily I never got an STD or anything. But hey, yeah, you, we, you can't play with your health. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all we've all made mistakes here and there, but you know we gotta we gotta put those put those you know habits in so and keep them because your health you can't put a price tag on it you know and your health is really you know if you have good health you're rich so you know cherish that and take care of that and don't neglect it or take advantage or take take it for granted you know and plus, just ugh. And plus, I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to be 42 in October, so I don't want to have a conversation with a woman that I'm about to be intimate with, and I got to let her know why my dick look like a back of a Nestle Crunch bar. <laughs> like, yeah, oh so. my God, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, God, God help those that are dealing with any situations yes. like that. May they heal, but goodness, yeah. Got to take care, take care of ourselves 100, because okay. can't take care of anybody else if we can't take care of ourselves. Same way with love and everything, you know? Yes. Yeah. So here's another question I want to ask. Um, I'm jumping to this one right away. It's not in the order that I sent you, but how does, okay. your, how does your friends and family feel about your career path that you chose? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, actually, my uncles are, are, are pretty fucking dope. They've always been awesome. And they aren't bothered that I'm a porn star and rock star. Um, I, I think they're both, I feel that they're both proud of me. I've smoked weed with both of them in the past and I hope to do so again and celebrate with them again someday. So, especially since the band famous has been on the radio regularly in multiple parts of the United Kingdom, plus France and Hong Kong, China. So we've been yes. feeling incredibly blessed. And also my cousin, um, I'm a rich, I was born in North Carolina. I have some cousins that are, I think, I think she's in South Carolina right now. Um, but she's very supportive too. And she's hyped me up even with my band in the past and like, you know, like just, just always hyped me up and supported me. And when I went on OnlyFans and many vids and, and really all my platforms, she supported me. And later she even used my referral code, God bless her, and joined OnlyFans too. So shout out to Majestic Goddess at Exotica Magic, and that's spelled M-A-G-I-C-K 888. Nice. So show love, Exotica Magic, I-C-K 888. Um, yeah, she's a real one. Other family members, I will admit, I've had long estranged relations with. Uh, they have been, just, just to be honest, they have been jealous of me from the jump. Um, even, I'm not going to say who in my family, but even when I was yeah. a virgin, when I was super innocent, nowhere close to figuring out my sexuality, even if I suspected, you know, I think I probably knew I was bi, you know, in middle school, but I didn't mm -hmm. know everything about my sexuality other than I was attracted to women, you know, too. Mm -hmm. But um, I was wrongly judged and abused and called a slut, a whore, and worse things by blood relatives. Um, I've had a restraining order against one of them for three years, and they were pretty callous. Not much had changed by the end of it. But then they kind of lightened up. But still, I keep them at a very far distance. I just don't let toxicity or negativity within my range. There's just no room for that in my atmosphere. Yes. It doesn't matter if they're blood. If they're not bringing kindness to the table, they're not sitting at my table, period. I, I agree with that. I feel the same way. You can't, you got to get rid of the toxic and the negative people in your life, no matter if they're friends or family. 100. So, Some of us are here to even break these toxic cycles of abuse and, and just end that shit and not let it continue. Because some people, you know, hurt people hurt people. And it's like, to what end? You know, it has, 
war begets war, violence begets violence, like abuse begets abuse, abuse, you know, you have to, you have to put a fucking end to it sometime, and, you know, MC Hammer time, I'm here to take it and fucking shut it down, you know, I'm not for it at all. So here's a, here's another question for you, um, what's the most, what's the most embarrassing thing you have seen or done on a film set, and also, I'm gonna add another question to this with the question, have you ever, have you ever been shooting the scene when the guy just blew his load super fast, <laughs> how's the awkwardness of that on the set? Like, oh, do you guys I mean, just give him a? Do you guys just give him a ribbon and be like, "Hey, dude, you got well, go, I mean, I can't really, I, I can't really poke fun at them because I am the blowjob queen. I have been dubbed the blowjob queen by my husband, who is very well endowed, and I deep throat him no problem, and also monster bbc i'm talking like the some of the biggest cocks you've ever seen and i've been able to deep throat it and he and i call him my bbc daddy um and he goes and he actually calls me the blowjob queen so i I, when a guy comes faster than he thinks he's gonna come it just kind of it makes me laugh because i'm like i already knew you were gonna blast off way sooner than you expected because (laughs) i'm just that good you know you're not gonna hold out you think you're all mean and lean and you're gonna like you know, prolong this and really make me work. But it's like, motherfucker, I work smarter, not harder. Like, and I don't even have yeah. to use my hands. It's like, it ain't, you're not going to last. Like you think you're going to last, just get over it. And let's, you know, <laughs> if you got to shoot it again, cause it was supposed to come all over my face, but I ended up swallowing it cause you didn't warn me and it came too soon. Yes, that has happened. It's not the most embarrassing thing. Um, was that your question or was it the least favorite thing? I can't remember. Uh, there, well, it was kind of like a question with both. Like what's the, What's the most embarrassing thing you've seen or done on the film set? And I just kind of added that with the question as well because, right? Every, I mean, I always feel that everybody, everybody wants to know what happened if the guy like blows his load super fast in the middle of a shoot. You know, like, right? I mean, I don't make fun of them. I'm not, and I mean, I know like some guys are into that. They want a woman to like put them down and humiliate them. Like, um, I haven't really had to do that for any guys I've been with they're generally they just enjoy it and it's like a raw intimacy and it's not it's you know not to say there isn't role play occasionally you know I'll be like I'm a good slut and things like that but like you know it's yeah I would say I guess to answer your question probably the most embarrassing thing that I've seen slash done on a film set oof, it's probably when there there was just a couple of dudes that just didn't have the best hygiene and I could not get into giving this one dude head really early on. This was years ago. Um, he had claimed to have, this wasn't even, um, it was like one of our early polyamory experiences that I think we recorded somewhere, but I'm not 100% sure. But he had claimed to have just showered, but by the smell of his balls, he was lying. And then Ooh. there was the dude, yeah, it was bad. Then there was the dude um, that I had done a blowjob with, and he had a big old pimple on his dick. And even though he gave me recent results that he was 100% STD-free, dude had me doing double takes. Like, are you sure? Like, have you washed your dicks, your dick and balls lately? Like, wash your dick and balls, gentlemen. Come on. And I'm, I'm typically clean-shaven, but at the very least, I am clean. Like, if I got a little hair down there, I'm at least clean. And I'll even taste test myself to be before a guy goes down on me or a girl goes down on me because I want to be like, I better taste good. You know, I've been told I taste anything from, like, mangoes to peaches or, or some kind of fruit. But, like, you know, I always like to make sure that I'm, you know, you know I'm good, you know. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not saying a guy can taste his penis, but, like, at least wash your dick and balls, you know. Um, <laughs> no one really likes pubes in their mouth either. I'm just saying. 
You know, if you're not going to be clean shaven, like try to clean it up. So if a girl's deep throating you, she's not having to like floss her teeth with it because it's not pleasant. Um, but I will say that some folks put worse things in their mouths. So on the other hand, we won't go into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I guess I could go ahead and promote my <laughs> scat book for the freaks out there. There is a You might as well. Right. There is platform, a, I've gotten I've gotten enough requests for people that want to see me poop because, yes, goddesses oh, wow. and queens, oh, wow, they wow, want to wow. take a poop. And there's I can barely even get on the site because there's some nasty motherfucking shit that goes on that site. And, and I'm wow. not I won't even I won't even scar y'all. But, you know, yeah, those, I, I don't think any of my fans are into that. No. So. OK, we'll skip it. We'll skip it. Skip then. it yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was I was um, all with you till you was like, yeah, they're, they poop. I'm like, nah, I'm it's not good. I know it's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm safe word like, is pineapples. Pineapples. Yeah, pineapples are good. Pineapples are yeah. good. I'm with uh, you. I'm with you. I'm like, yeah. that's, that, that was the whole thing. You, you heard me earlier when I mentioned yes. my my apprehension. So you see the lyricist in me, I'm going ahead and I'm rhyming without trying, yeah. but yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm literally not even trying. That's funny. But um, well, fuck, I did lose my train of thought because that was actually some fun freestyle. I might have to listen back and write down later. But yes. uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I would say that I guess I guess going to the other question of like the least favorite thing during a film shoot is probably when I did it was like a double blowjob type of shoot with a couple of gentlemen. And one of the gentlemen I invited to our party and film session was a little too rough. Even when I told them that I had just had not one, but all four of my wisdom teeth taken out. And, and I mean, like, very, very recently had them all taken out. And a couple of my wisdom teeth had to get, like, broken up to take, be taken out. So I was pretty swollen. I still managed to somehow get reblogged by R&B singer and um, hottie uh, Mario, you know, who's like, Baby, you should let me love you. Back, you know, and so um, I, I actually was doing, I want to get closer. I was doing that song, but I was like swollen and slightly on pain pills from, from the wisdom teeth. And I, and I did put the disclaimer, but he was so sweet. He still reblogged it with my swollen wisdom teeth and all and like liked it. So that was awesome. Even though. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. But um, yeah, going back to the shoot. Um, you know, I, I thought, yeah, I think I'm a blowjob queen. Maybe it got a little to my head. So I'm like, I can give a double blowjob, you know, to these dudes and deep throat and just, I'll be careful. I just had all four wisdom teeth taken out of my mouth, but yeah, I can do it. Why not? But dude got too excited and he slapped me in the face. And I'll be honest, I almost fucked him up and called the whole thing off. But lucky wow. for him, he saved his ass and he was extremely apologetic because it was like, yo, yo, my wisdom teeth. And he was like, oh, my God, he felt so bad. But it definitely just being honest, kind of kind of ruined a lot of the, the you know, the, the funness that night for me. Um, I was very sore and it did not help the healing process. And I will say they did not get a return invite to future play. Apology <laughs> or not. They didn't listen and they didn't follow the rules that I laid out. And that's like, that's the thing. Like, I don't give second chances because all guys deal with testosterone and I'm not, you know, like, I'm not about to put up with someone not being able to control themselves in the moment and they take it too far. Sorry, my, my dogs are in the background. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they take it too far, like that's on them because, you know, if they didn't listen and follow the rules I laid out and I, and I don't, I just don't give second chances. If people don't have the attention span to respect my boundaries, which are really pretty simple and 
It's simply be respectful. Don't hurt me. You know, respect if I say I am sore and swollen to be gentle. Don't fucking slap me in the holes in my mouth. You know, that's yes. fucking hurt. And he's lucky that I have more self-control and that I didn't bite off his dick because it could have gone a lot differently. Um, respect and praise are, are all a good girl really needs, at least at least this good girl. Um, but of course, you know, m- make her feel good too. Don't fucking hurt her and, and or don't treat her, aka me or, or any woman or non-binary or whatever gender, you know, don't, don't treat anybody like an object. You know, we're all human beings. I feel too, it isn't a one-way street, it goes both ways. Both parties need to be respected and acknowledged and hopefully both parties get pleasure because yeah, that, that's just the way I see it. You know, it's probably the Libra in me, just wanting that balance, you know? <laughs> yeah, us Libras, we want that balance. That we is do. True. God bless the Libras for keeping the yes. balance. Yes. I know, at least we try. Yes, we try. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, I know what there's probably, you probably get this, which you kind of touched on earlier. Um, how do you feel um, that porn is demeaning of women? Because, like I said, you touched on it earlier, and I know some people might feel is demeaning to women. So what's your take on that? My take, I would say I would agree that it can be demeaning to women, but I would counter argue that it also can be very gratifying and even celebratory of women. Uh, And many women in porn are actually revered as the goddesses and queens that that they are. And sure, there are always going to be some hateful comments and those people who are putting out that kind of negativity there. But they're always going to get tenfold of what they put out. And I'm not karma, but she does always catch up to you. And I don't make the rules, but that's the way it is. You know, shitty people. Oh, God, careful, careful, careful. Sorry. Sorry. No problem. Oh, goodness. Careful. Zelda. Okay, sorry about that. Um, but no yeah, problem. shitty, shitty people. Put simply, shitty people will reap what they sow, just as good people will reap the benefits of the good energy that they put out. So, you know, it depends. It depends on the porn. It's really, it's really depends on the porn and the vibe. Because yeah, you can find porn that is demeaning to women, but on the counter side, you can find porn that celebrates women too. Yes. Okay, and another question: What is a typical day like on the set when you're getting ready to shoot? Um, just a typical day like what goes on yeah i would say a typical day on set um would most likely uh since we have typically hosted it um i know in la we we hosted some sets um we did some hotel shoots occasionally but generally we hosted it at our live workspace and venue in los angeles and so a typical day on set would most likely be my husband giving me a pep talk uh he always makes me feel just super sexy and confident and he definitely helped heal a lot of things sexually for me and, and helped me open up to my sexuality more and just enjoy sex more. And I had I had been through some pretty traumatizing things in the past that had me fucked up for a while. Uh, but he did help me release a lot of it and really begin to heal. And I don't claim to be fully healed, but I've definitely healed a lot. So it usually starts with him just kind of giving me a pep talk, you know. Uh, you know, I do my makeup and my hair and I just, I, I walk around like a little sex kitten, you know, vixen, porn star, rock star, and just, you know, um, talk about the plan for the set, that kind of thing. Thank you. Um, this is recorded and going live. I can't, can you bring her to my lap? Okay. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta hold one of my babies. No problem. We got some fur babies. Kid, come here. Let me see, kid. Careful, careful, careful. Here. Come here, kid. Keep her on your Okay. All right. Come here, big baby. 
Zelda, come. Come here, big baby. Sit down, Zelda. Sit down. Don't Zelda. bite. No. No. Zelda. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're okay. all good. Like I said, I would like the podcast to be real and uncensored. This is as real as it gets. So. Yeah, it is. What It's real. It is real. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, typical day on set. It just depends, obviously, on the type of set. But it always starts out, you know, just just getting getting hot you know putting putting a little makeup on i have done some sets more natural makeup like and sometimes even no makeup but typically i like to be a little done up at least i just i don't know it's it's it might even be socially ingrained in me but even you know some people think i'm pretty without makeup and i think i'm pretty without makeup but i still like wearing a little makeup sometimes you know what i mean yeah i don't know but um yeah so that's that's good you know i usually smoke some weed to make sure i'm chill and yeah you know listen to music and just yeah get in the mood get in the zone you know <laughs> gotcha so we're gonna finish up with one last question um oh as many questions as you like yeah okay well, I think I got like two or three more for you um okay what, okay so um what made you decide to get into this business how did I oh what made me decide well I did mention how my husband built up my confidence and my self-esteem a lot I do got to give him props he made me feel incredibly sexy he actually bought me a tiny micro bikini that was sheer with a crystal thong bottom by Malibu Strings and actually years later uh, they're actually one of our band's sponsors and I have a lot of Malibu Strings super sexy swimwear swimwear for the uninhibited all handmade in the USA I love Malibu Strings they're amazing but he gave me the confidence to you know just just really love my body and just everything about myself and just um really was just amazing for my growth and um just made me feel like a queen scratch that helped me realize the queen that i am and uh, we were exclusive for several years together but as we got more serious and when we got married we decided to be more open and just fully honest and transparent and sort of help screen potential friends and friends with benefits and and it has been a bumpy ride at times I've definitely been burned by more females than he probably has been burned by males. They haven't always played as nicely, but when they do, it is a dream come true because I'm definitely very bisexual. And at times Zaddy's, Zaddy's even teased me that I'm actually more of a lesbian, which is hilarious, but I can't <laughs> fully be a lesbian because I do love good dick, big dick. I do believe and know for a fact there are good, good big dicks attached to good people too, because it is the whole package that truly matter. And even in terms of like friends with benefits, I can't be turned on by an arrogant, misogynistic dude that I'm only thinking about punching in the face. I just can't get into that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I am a size queen, but it still needs to be attached to good energy all around. And it doesn't always have to be a monster. And I have been known to conquer some huge cocks, way bigger than I ever thought I'd even see in my lifetime. But a good size is nice and a nice stretch can be really pleasurable, I will I will say. So, okay. yeah. All right, and like I said, we go. Um, here's here's the last one before I have you start um, promoting your your platforms for your OnlyFans and your band as well, um, and your shows um, you got coming up. Um, what's the biggest misconceptions you get for being in the um, industry that you're in? Another great question. <clears throat> I'd be happy to share a few misconceptions. Sure, why not? Actually, um, one of them kind of touched on earlier but uh one of the people that actually wanted to hire me for a porn shoot um who didn't give me all of his test results right away and said he was clean and who i continued to press like hey if you're serious about booking me i don't care what you're paying me i need to see the full deal i need to see everything hiv herpes hiv everything you know and 
he actually turned out to have herpes type one and two. He actually was saying before, you know, oh, you know, nine out of 10 people in porn actually have herpes. And I'm like, that is such a huge misconception. And I couldn't hear that. I, I couldn't believe that I even heard that from someone in the industry himself. And like, I pray for the women that have worked with him that they're getting regularly screened. And like, I'm not here to like, that's not my job. You know, that's on his soul to like reveal that to everybody. But like, I just do not agree with it. And I was like, you know, that's not cool. And definitely on the contrary, a lot of people in porn, that's a huge misconception. People say that, you know, oh, people in porn are diseased. They're skanks, yada, yada, yada. Okay, people in porn are people too. All they're doing is they're recording their bedroom activities. There are skankier people in the real world that don't get into porn. I will say it. I have met them. I've went to school with them. I've, I've fucking... They fucked in my chair when they lived blocks away, you know, and they could have brought dude home, but they decided to fuck in the back room when my grandfather was sleeping. And I'm like, yo, I don't even really do that. So I'd appreciate if you wouldn't, but I still yeah. love you. You know, like I don't have that chair anymore. I love that chair. So rest <laughs> in peace. I didn't even get to christen it, but you know, it is what it is. You know, you got to get your freak on sometimes, but yes. damn, you know, some people just can't wait. But you know, a big misconception is that people in porn are all like infected with STDs. That is so not true. On the contrary, a lot of people are tested more regularly and more often. They're held to higher standards of frequent STD testing of all types of STDs, HIV, herpes, you know, gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, all the fucking nightmares that could. Careful, careful, careful. Can you call her? Um, anything that could happen. Uh, you know, they're actually generally cleaner than the average person because they're generally more responsible because they're just being tested more frequently, no matter how often they're, they may be getting booked or whatever, they still have to be tested frequently to even be considered for booking. So it's like, yeah, that's a huge misconception. Um, and that another huge misconception is that you can't be or do anything else if you make porn or that you're dumb and that that's the only option you had to make money. I actually was on the honor roll despite immense hardships all my life. And uh, my best friend, Nin, actually nicknamed me Lisa Simpson in high school <laughs> because I was such a, dare I say it, overachiever and I'm and kind of a prude at the time, even though I was friends with everybody, you know, all the, you know, mm -hmm. goth, the sluts, the stoners, the preps, the jocks, everybody. I was friends with everybody, but I was an overachiever. And I, but the truth was, is I was beat down at home a lot mentally and emotionally and sometimes physically. And so I think I like looking back on it in retrospect, I think I sought to prove it to myself more than anything that I wasn't dumber than a box of rocks, for example, and cannabis helped a lot which is also, you know, there's so many misconceptions around cannabis as well. And I loved defying statistics and talking to psychology teachers throughout school and different, you know, therapists, you know, that I saw early on, you know, in college and stuff that helped me. But cannabis helped a lot. And I also earned the nickname Mary Jane in high school because I smoked <laughs> tons of weed. And it honestly helped me do better and focus more in school, at least in my instance, um, having like PTSD and like all kinds of crap. It actually helped me and it helped me cope with many of those traumas. I got my first 4.0 when I was smoking three bowls a day. And sometimes it was three blunts a day before school, at lunchtime and after school. And I actually scored really high on my ACT plus writing. It was like, I don't know, 25 or something. I don't remember exactly. It was Damn. what I have to check. But, um, and I was so stoned and I played, I played soccer stoned when I, you know, it helped me with, I had exercise induced asthma. I didn't need an inhaler. It would open up my lungs, the anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I don't know my IQ exactly. You know, I'm, I've always been kind of curious. I might eventually, you know, do some kind of test, but I am very smart despite what I was told growing up. 
And I did graduate in the top 30% on the dean's list at the University of Minnesota College of Liberal Arts when I was actually averaging over 20 credits a semester. And as I had to play catch up and redo many credits since I had transferred from a private school to a public school, I did two mm -hmm. years of my generals at a liberal arts private school, and then I switched to the university public school. And I had to redo so many classes, which sucked dick, but whatever. You know, I yeah. worked my ass off, and I was still able to graduate in four years for my Bachelor of Arts in Communications and, like, proficiency in German language for some family I hope to visit and friends in Europe and whatnot. But, um, but I also had um, scholarships. And, and actually, the last year of college, I was also dealing with homelessness and all kinds of crazy shit averaging over 20 credits a semester and still stayed on the motherfucking dean's list even if i wasn't able to walk to get my diploma because of the shitty situation at the time but i fucking still graduated like i'm, I'm i don't even know how i did it but i'm proud of myself because it wasn't easy none yes. of it was easy i went to school on independent status which you have to appeal to the government to even receive that and only under extreme circumstances of abuse and other things they even let you go to school of independent status which means without your mom and dad or you know, someone helping with your um, FAFSA, with your financial aid, um, that that shit, you know. Mm -hmm. But but I did get, I was blessed that I did get some scholarships at the private school, um, not only for my academic achievements in high school, but also for soccer, um, which I was primarily like midfield. So I was everywhere, but occasionally defense where girls twice my size would shockingly be deflected off of my petite frame, which always was <laughs> very, very hilarious to me because they literally would come at me like they were just going to run me over and, you know, destroy me. And it was quite the opposite. And they were so shocked. <laughs> it was like so satisfying, you know, probably how a little dog feels when like, he, you know, like I, I had a little dog that actually a teacup poodle once that chased away a stray German shepherd in the alley. And like, that was probably kind of how it felt, you know, like something like that. I'm like, I know that feeling, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, midfield was my jam. And I, and I was like, I was in the paper for like presidential fitness awards and like excelled at almost anything I put my mind to, but you know, like my band is successful. Our music is on the radio. We just shipped off some merchandise orders as well. We're so grateful. Um, we shipped off some merchandise orders to California and to Minnesota today. We had um, a, a fan and friend in Los Angeles and a fan and friend in Minneapolis, respectfully. And our band did form in the Twin Cities on a spontaneous live stream on July 26, 2013. So that was like over eight years ago. Yes, and you guys just, need to come back and do some shows in Minneapolis so I could be there. And I definitely want to hit you up for some merch. We do. Oh, I appreciate that. And we do We do hope to do some shows. I know it's been crazy with COVID. And we were even talking to a, a tour manager. And, um, oh, yeah, the Nerdy Club. Yeah, we'll have to come do a show in the Midwest for sure. Nerdy, Carnage. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of great musicians in the Midwest. I know Dakota Faye would join us from North Dakota. Like, we're definitely... It's in the works to do a show in the Midwest, and it's in the works to do a benefit music festival again, but this time on our ranch, on our, um, we have several acres in Arizona, and we want to put on our benefit music festival and art festival and, and benefit the musicians and performers this time with like cryptocurrency payments. It's all in the works. It all, of course, takes time to build, and COVID has yes. made everything extremely difficult. We did have a, a tour manager, actually, um, yeah. Strong Survive, um and they they had the, they had to cancel like 11 shows and we were talking to them about joining some of the shows and like going on tour and it's like covid shutting everything down again but yeah absolutely we yes. do plan you know as soon as we're able we plan to to do shows you know in the twin cities and and, and anywhere that we can and you know the festival um but you know it's it's just it's just we're so grateful you know that our 
even with our second album, the Awakening EP, like has been so well received. Um, including yes. we've, we've gotten support in the Twin Cities before the city pages shut down. Um, and you know, may they rest in peace. But they they did a feature on our emotional scatter music video that comedian Tom Green retweeted, and um, it's kind of a nod and homage to the comedian, and features a star like Gnome Toy signed by him. It's 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 kind of a com- nice. comedy a bit of a comedy we had some fun with it and um but yeah it's it's been it's been well received and the fact that that you know it's been dreams upon dreams come true that we've just been on the radio so much like over five times in three different countries this august alone so we're just we're like really just riding cloud nine right now and just and we're so grateful because we do have some really fabulous merch that we just launched that i actually co-designed along with sander and there are some other artist collaborations, and including a wonderful Turkish artist named Burke, um, and great graphic tees and like other clothing. Plus, probably the dopest pair of kicks I ever saw, if I may say so myself, <laughs> which which features Xander's artwork, Love, and um, that's the title of the art is Love. And I designed them myself with his artwork because it's one of my favorites that he's ever created. It's one of my absolute faves. And nice. I think people will see why when they choose because they're fucking baller. But I'm getting a pair for myself for my birthday, as a matter of fact. But, Hell um, yes. but, but yeah, as, um, on that note, we are shipping off extra swag thank you gifts to the first 100 orders. Um, just sent off a couple of those swag thank you gifts today. Um, on either and, and those count for orders that are either placed through the band famous Etsy shop or the band famous on Redbubble. And both of those are linked at bandfamous.com on the shop tab. It's just bandfamous.com slash shop if you're on your computer. Um, but we do have a mobile version of our site as well. If you're on your phone, it'll just prompt you. Okay. But, but yeah, I guess and one more final misconception on that note was that one misconception of porn was that I will watch the dogs. Thank you. Was one guy told me that I couldn't be successful in music and in porn. But we've actually, we have people on our band's newsletter that are high ups, executives at Universal Studios in Hollywood and Paramount Pictures. We're very blessed. We've had actually legends BJ Thomas, may he rest in peace, and Don Robinson of En Vogue and Lucy Pearl as fans of our music and of my voice. And that is just a huge honor to me. BJ Thomas was like my first concert. It, he was my first concert that I attended when I was a little girl. And I was brought to one of his shows and it was incredible. I was babysat by one of his one of his band members. I think it was a bass player. And I still have the fucking little, I have a window decoration. It's a little unicorn that I have in my window that he gifted me from that concert. And yes. BJ is just incredible. And he supported our band, gave us a five-star review on our app album on the iPhone app store under uh, Raindrops Man and is like publicly tweeted that he still stands by his statement and may he rest in peace. He was just a total king. And um, Don Robinson, I mean, En Vogue, I grew up yes. singing En Vogue and the Spice Girls and I stand to this day. En Vogue, I, en Vogue was bigger than Destiny's Child. And I oh, love me yes. some Destiny's Child too. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> no one is around you. Say, baby, I love you if you ain't running games. Right? But for real, I mean, like, En Vogue was there. Like, they were like the first ultimate girl group of, of the U.S., in my opinion. I, I just, I, I totally looked up. And, and Don Robinson was definitely the, the meat and potatoes of that group, so to speak. You know, like, she was, she, no disrespect. Well, I, I won't say any disrespect to the other ladies, but I will just say that she was my favorite. I stand, and that's not just because she supports my band and loves my voice today, but she's still, you know, that's awesome. So, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, 
people are always going to say what they're going to say, but you know what? You can always do it and either you prove them wrong or you don't, but do it for yourself no matter what. And that's the only one I'm competing with at the end of the day. So I'm competing with myself. Okay. So we're about to get ready to wrap this up. Any last shout outs you want to give real quick? Um, shout outs to Xander who makes the band famous and Kama Sutra Candy with me. And what uh, up, helps... Xander? What up, Xander? <laughs> shout out to Xander. Um, shout out to 805 Buddha Bliss, uh, one of our sponsors at bandfamous.com. She does amazing. It's full spectrum CBD. It literally melts your pain. It helps with my wisdom teeth extractions that I talked about. You know, maybe it, maybe that helped me sing that night when Mario noticed me. I don't know. I'm just saying it's good CBD balm. It melts your pain, helps with arthritis, helps with neck pain, all that. It's amazing. Um, you know, I've even put a little bit on like a wound on our on our puppy that her sibling gave her, um, our Doberman puppy Zelda, which I know is controversial. People, some people think it's okay, and some people don't. But I've heard that a little bit of CBD is okay for animals in certain cases of like anxiety and like for the anti-inflammatory and healing properties. You know, it's it's not like I'm I'm forcing her to hit my bong or anything like that. Yes. It's not that. You know, I'm I'm not purposefully trying to get her stoned. I'm just trying to ease her pain and help her heal. But yeah, um, shout out to Malibu Strings, uh, the sexiest swimwear on the planet, handmade in the USA, in Malibu, California. Um, I'm very grateful. I've been featured on the website many times. I was actually a 2020 bikini competition winner. Um, so yeah, yeah. Big love to Malibu Strings. They're incredible. They've sent me so many amazing suits that I just, I just can't model them enough. I need to do more modeling with them. I want to do more pool shoots, more hot tub shoots, all the above. And I will do that. And it'll definitely make it on our Kama Sutra Candy bent box and the OnlyFans bent box. They leave very little to the imagination. They're very sheer, um, you know, sheer when wet. <laughs> so it's one of, yes. their, one of their social clubs is a, they have a, they have a kind of not safe for work social club called sheer when wet. And um, yeah, so shout out to Malibu String, shout out to BJ Thomas, shout out to, yeah, just all of everybody rocking with the band Famous and anybody, you know, getting off with Kama Sutra Candy. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Freddie's World. Shout out to Freddie. Thank you for having us. Always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Oh my God, it's been so much fun. I, I've been probably chewing your ear off, but it's it's been an absolute blast. Thank you. And we'll end it on that note. Everybody, remember we're humans, not animals, and just let's be kind and human to each other. And I'll yeah. end it at that. And everybody have a good night and thank you for coming on. Yeah, show love. And if y'all want to connect and follow, we're bandfamous.com for the music and commasutracandy.com for the adult you know, after party. (laughs) (laughs) Rock on y'all. Rock on. Rock on. Much love. We'll, and we'll end it at that. Excellent. Thanks again for having us, Freddie. No problem. God bless the both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. God bless everyone. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.